Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. If Joe will allow me to, I would have been here sooner, but Joe was still talking on the playback.tv. Entertainment never stops. Yeah, that's true. For you, it doesn't. That's for sure. For me? What's that nothing to do with me? (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out all the good things that Laker Tom is going to say and write about at Lakerholics.com. And don't forget, Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, with his five things. He's going to have a great five things articles right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, don't forget Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. He's hanging around Lakersball.com. He's always there talking and going forth, back and forth with everyone there. Be part of the conversation today at Lakersball.com. Plus, also, as well, if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today and you live in the Southern California area, go ahead and make sure that you check out Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Plus, also, as well, our live watch party, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. If you missed it, you missed a tremendous performance watching along with us live it was alex's first time with us and we truly appreciate him joining us along with fl24 j romix the whole crew that was there nick molina was awesome in hosting it and joe (laughs) he was just he was all over the place screaming and yelling and oh my gosh you missed it you had a great time you want to hear unfiltered joe check it out each and every game at Playback.tv slash Sacred Fast Break, plus our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you can support all of that, plus like and subscribe. We're almost at 500 subscribers on YouTube. And if you can, it is sincerely appreciated. <laughs> He's still making me crack up. I will tell you what, we are all in a fantastic mood because the Lakers headed into Dallas on a two game winning streak, knowing what they need to do knowing there's only a limited amount of games left, knowing that the pressure is now on to win and win consistently over the next few games. We've talked about so much about the next 10 games being so important for the Lakers and that they have to go ahead and make sure they make statement wins. And they did just that today. Coming back from a 27-point deficit in the first 
half. It was just terrible to see. They missed their first 10 three-pointers. It was ugly. It was terrible. It was even uh, at times it was almost as bad as that 50-point third quarter they laid on us in Dallas in Christmas. But the Lakers came back making adjustments. Finally, in a dreaded third quarter, the Lakers have just really done bad in all season long. Darvin Ham started to make adjustments that worked. The defense started to pick up steam. Jared Vanderbilt played great defense against Luka Doncic. Anthony Davis came to play on both ends of the floor with 30 points, 15 rebounds. Jared Vanderbilt with 15 points and 17 rebounds. Both those guys were plus 14. And on an off game for LeBron, still 10 to 23, but one of six from beyond the arc. He still had 26 points and eight rebounds. Dennis Schroeder, plus 17, 16 points and eight assists. Malik Beasley had an off game, still contributed to put the plus 14, plus minus. And the Lakers came back with their biggest comeback win of the year, 111 to 108. And here today to go ahead and talk about today's game. First man up, first man here. You got to go ahead and check him out today as part of the Lakerholics.com experience. This is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. Down by 20 didn't look good. I got nasty notes sent to me, DMs telling me that Darvin Ham's not making any adjustments. This is terrible. The rotations are awful. This is terrible, terrible, terrible. And then all of a sudden, they lit it up in that third quarter and never looked back, my friend. You couldn't help but think that this was starting like the Portland game, you know, where the other team could not miss a shot. I've never seen a differential like this, though, that the Lakers – the Lakers were 42-point negative on three-point shots. In other words, they they were outscored by 42 points. They made that up by outscoring their opponents by 30 points in the paint and 11 from the line and some little two-point shots, a couple of two-point shots here and there. It was a terrific game. Um, even though Beasley wasn't hitting – Vanderbilt came up with a terrific game. I mean, his well, I mentioned, oh, well, I mentioned, let me just say this, Tom. I mentioned you in our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch party that you've always said you just want a gunner from three, whether he's making or missing, just the threat of him out there shooting 10 to 15 shots a game get, draws that defense out and makes it easier for the guys to go ahead and penetrate. It's totally true. And, and, Guy, the only guys that people pay attention to are the guys that can make seven or eight threes. You know, nobody cares if you shoot two or three threes a game and make one or two of them. So it's a guy like Beasley who, you know, he he has true gravity, meaning that defenders are really attracted to him. They can't they can't get away from him too far because they know how deadly he can be. And that's what opens up lanes. You know, you put a guy like put him in a, one corner, and all of a sudden you're playing four on four. You know, um, it makes a terrific difference even when he's not shooting. Um, I noticed Vanderbilt only hit his only three today. That was nice to see. We've got all these new shooters, and I think you made a good point there, Gerald, that it's not necessarily that they have to make those shots because they're going to get respect, and that's the difference. Well, that's I, something you said. You said, I want to – so I gave you credit for it. So that's something no, you a good say. point. That's a good yeah. point, and, and, and confirming that I think is exactly what we saw tonight. We saw, the, we saw in the game before how Beasley can just win a game by himself. Give a lot of credit to Darwin Ham for the way that these guys fight back. Um, the one thing I think that all of us would agree upon is that throughout the whole year, this team has grit. They never quit. And they didn't quit when they were down 27. Um, I thought there were bigger comebacks in 27, but they were showing a stat on the line. On, no, the Portland, the Portland was the biggest uh, comeback before then, but this was bigger. This is bigger. Wait, but they were showing a stat that said like N N NBA teams were zero and two hundred thirty-three when they were down twenty-seven points. I oh, mean, the last the last two hundred thirty-three times. Oh, the last two hundred thirty-three times. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. There's been large, there's been large you know, comebacks. Yeah, yeah. pretty remarkable to be able to come back and to outscore them in the paint by thirty points. I mean, that's really remarkable. So. uh this is exactly what they had to do. You know, they have to win these games. The next one against the Memphis Grizzlies will be again a tough game. Then they get back to you know to a to a schedule of 
of teams that they should beat with their new lineup and with their new size and their and hopefully with better shooting from their three-point shooters. The only thing that worries me, and which I saw brought up on Twitter a couple of times, is that Darwin Ham may suddenly decide that, oh, maybe I should start Schroeder instead of D'Lo. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I think that, you know, you just need to consistently put your best five players out there. And um, I thought Dennis did a good job. And I thought one of the things that I liked what Dennis did is he made he made Kyrie work on the other end. Um, and he's probably the only Laker that could really attack Kyrie over and over and, you know, and cause those plays. But uh, it was a terrific game, you know. Can't, I can't, couldn't be happier for a Sunday afternoon. Um it's it's nice to see the Lakers in a three-game winning streak now. Um, my prediction is a 24-game winning streak, the next 21 games plus these three. Always the optimist you are. And also here today to go ahead and talk. I'll be about... right until I'm wrong. Yeah, that's I'll for sure. I'll tell you that much. That is for sure. That is for sure. But also here today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, of course, his own company, which will. Okay, he's also uh, spouting off some stuff right there. It is also Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, great to have you here. You were so excited and unfiltered that last part of it. You said, Gerald, I'm not cursing that much. I said, give it a moment. And then that last two minutes turned it on just like the Lakers. Don't unmute me when <laughs> I'm about to get on. Well, sometimes you forget. I control the sound behind me. So I have a Yahoo behind me outside drag racing in the court. (laughs) So I need to drown out noise. So every time I try to get ready, you unmute me and then make me look like an uncoordinated, ill-communicated schlep. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I won't say where. Yeah, of course you won't say where because, you know, whoop your butt. Anyways, (laughs) the... This was a tale of two, of right brain, left brain. Essentially, we were roasting Darvin Ham for terrible first quarter of coaching and the Lakers not being able to do anything. However, whatever he did in the second quarter, it just looked like the, the Mavericks could not, they just could not break through. They were sending an extra guy to Luca. Luca wasn't comfortable. Luca was essentially whining and crying, even when they were playing well. And that's what happens when you play people who are not focused. Luca's one of those guys. Those guys that all endeavor. They all feed off Luca, right? He's the he's the best player on the team. And it, it, it just it, it's mind boggling how the NFL the, the NFL refs the NBA refs are. They just can't seem to control the game very well. And, of course, they got they, – they let the home court audience dictate a lot of their calls. This game, again, I feel like I'm reiterating this all the time. They let a lot of plays keep the Mavericks in this, despite them having a 27-point lead. It is really frustrating, really frustrating when you're, you're watching the ref Look at the play. That that block by LeBron was so clean. I could see it. I could see it from as soon as it happened. Why can't they see it? And then Darvin Ham decides, I'm not going to challenge it. I didn't really have any feeling on that. He was just saving it. He was just saving it. That's all. You don't know, right? You you know that in, in a minute later, you might have to use it, right? So he's kind of stuck in the middle. Now, what I will say, even though it's probably not what they thought, but let's just say there was a momentum there where maybe Darwin said, I don't want to break this momentum right now. Let's just play through it. And luckily, AD, you know, got it back for us. I think LeBron was p- played better after he popped his ankle. I'm going to take a guess that it probably was just – you know, just like a chiropractic thing. I was, I think I was saying this to Nick on playback where the, the, the ankle popped yeah, and it, it might've been a better thing for him. I, I remember when they were talking about Kobe's ankle, when he turned it in the 2000 finals, uh, Gary Vitti popped Kobe's ankle and said, either this is bad news or good news. It turned out to be good news. And we saw what happened then the team overall, 
played extremely well. Darvin's adjustments were really, 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 really good. Uh, that second half, absolutely. Second half. But man, did Vanderbilt <laughs> change the momentum of this game. I mean, he looked like Trevor Ariza in the 2009 playoffs, maybe even better. He was everywhere. He looked like his hands were did, – did, did Ron Artest – loan his hands to him and whatever the hell was around he just got it that was like damn he's got like i don't know beams or magnet in his hand he he had those guys so flustered it was flustered and on top of that he had energy on the other side of the court where he's getting these amazing passes and going for layups and just it was it was really really fun basketball to watch in the second half and even if if the lakers hadn't won this game uh boy you know you're just wanting them to play like this for four quarters. If they had not done what they did in the first quarter, this probably would have been a blowout. But another thing we got to throw in there, uh, Austin Reeves, geez, I, that, that big, you know, that yapping was fun. That was really fun to watch. And I, I think he should do more of that. That's worth a double tech. I, I have <laughs> uh, and, and then AD, uh, I mean, is there anything else we can say about AD when AD is engaged? Uh, this is usually the result. And if AD isn't coming back on some of those really, really high rebounds, really long rebounds, we probably don't win this game either. So well, I don't know what to give This is the best he's played since coming back from injury. Since his 20-game 20, yeah. 20 run where he was kind of being an MVP, right? I don't know where to go from here other than it's one game. This is the third game in a row where they've won, which is all that matters little unconventional being down 27 to come back but now we hope that Vanderbilt's ankle isn't a bad thing so that when D'Lo gets back for the Memphis game he can be good and then of course we'll have to wait and see what happens with LeBron but I think LeBron is I like I said I think LeBron's played better after his his ankle popped so we'll see what happens after that I just wanted to report to you on that because he did pop it, like you said. Uh, Darvin Ham said that LeBron's good. Uh, he said he's good. So when he asked about his foot or ankle after that early fourth quarter, uh, fourth quarter scare, uh, the medical staff is obviously going to keep on evaluating him, and we'll see what he's going to look like for Tuesday. Maybe D'Lo might come back on on uh, Tuesday's game as well in Memphis. Uh, but yeah, you like you said, uh, just a tremendous performance from AD. But Jared Vanderbilt, I think, like you said, give him the game ball. 15 points, yeah. 17 rebounds, but it was his defense, Tom, on on uh, Luca, I think. Uh, but I, you wanted to add something, Joe, before? Yeah, I before one thing I want to be, be very, very clear on this. Vanderbilt's man-on-man defense was half of it. His reaction to the pump fakes, because that's what Luca does. He has his pump fake, right? That's how he, he gets separation. Down. He stayed down. Guys, that little discipline which is so hard with your natural reactions and reflexes boy that changed everything because as soon as luca could not get separation he was done because he's not going to be able to compete with vanderbilt's athleticism and that is going to be a detriment to luca unless the dallas mavericks and mark cuban and whatever hair dye he was using tonight that needs to be something he needs to start thinking about the point that Joe makes is kind of interesting that I saw a lot of that same thing today that uh, Laker defenders would stick with the guys and until they took until they stopped their dribble and then they weren't able to shoot off of them. And you notice the difference is that we've got positional size advantage almost across the board except at point guard. And and even when we got D'Lo in the game, we do have positional size advantage at point guard because he's almost six five. So that, that makes a big difference. But the other thing that I saw that really you start to see the pieces that say championship when you look closely at them. And one of the things that I love about Vanderbilt being in this lineup is that we have the perfect tandem to stop every pick and roll and every every one of these type of big get a big man on them and then let's force a switch. Because when they switch, they're getting Anthony Davis off of Vanderbilt. So when you've got Vanderbilt and Davis as the two guys that teams are pulling pick and rolls on, that you don't have anything to worry about. There were two plays where Vanderbilt basically stole the ball on the bounce pass and once on a lob to off of that same pick and roll. And the same thing is with Davis where he can block the shot. Um, it's a big component of the Lakers defense that 
they have one guy to put on the best score and another guy to put on the best big, who is usually the person that goes into pick and rolls. So we saw the positional size advantage that the Lakers are suddenly showing where we've got bigger players and we're not, we're, we're winning the battle. We won the battle of the points in the paint easily. We won the rebound battle. Um, we won the block shot battles. We basically are the bigger team. When teams go small, we're not afraid of that anymore because we have the talent to be able to take care of it defensively, both with, I mean, the, the addition of Vanderbilt to the defense is, is, is been, has, has been underestimated by people. And this was a game where, and he showed his versatility. He still scored 15 points. If you can get 15 points from a guy who makes those kinds of contributions on defense, um, he's a defensive player of the year candidate if he continues to play like this in the seasons to come. Um, so that was, I mean, the Lakers were number two in defense for the last two games. That's number two in the entire league out of 30 teams in the last two games. Now, they're 13th in offense and fourth in net rating. This was a good defensive effort against a very good team, a team that scores a lot of points, that has a lot of firepower, and that got off to a start that uh, I don't know what the what the uh, Vegas running odds would be, you know, 97.9% chance that the Lakers were going to lose this game. Um, but it was an incredible come from behind victory. It says a lot to the stars of the team. I mean, AD made two or three straight baskets at the end that were not easy shots. They weren't dunks and easy layups. They were very tough fadeaway shots and, and clutch shots that we, that he had to do in order to match the scoring on the other end by the Mavericks. Um, I thought in the first half that the Mavericks actually played pretty good defense because I like Beasley never got an open look at all. The looks he took were very crowded. So I don't know what the, what the deal was. The Lakers didn't, seem to have that effort on defense to start the game. And when you do that against a team that shoots 53s a game, you know, all I have to do is get hot. I mean, we, we, we basically beat a team that shot fifth, that, that shot, that's shot up 53s and hit 40% of them. And we still beat them after losing 42 points in the three point differential. That's pretty amazing. I just hope they keep the center. I just hope I, I, I Dennis had a great game, but yet, but he's perfect as a, he's perfect as a guard coming off of the bench. They shouldn't make, they should make any changes. Delo should move right back into the starting lineup, keep it nice and strong. And, and if we can take down Memphis, then, then we, then we have a chance to really put a long streak together, you know, maybe a double digit streak because the, the games are, the games line out against teams that we should be beating. And, and a good portion of them are to the teams that are directly above us in the standings. So um, <laughs> it still is, you know, you're still going to have to win 16, 17 games, probably out of the 23 games that, that you had after the break. We've got two of them now. So it's a good start, but a long way to go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glasser along with Laker Tom and Joe Sorrow. Oh, well, what are, what are I was you looking around for the button to do that. To fix that was that, me. That, that was that me. Now, 111, well, 111 to 108, the Lakers win. The Lakers are now 29 and 32. They're in 11th place in the Western Conference. Whoa. They jumped up two spots. <laughs> They're actually still technically tied with Oklahoma City and Portland, but they do have. Uh, one more victory than both those teams, so they jump up technically to 11th place in the Western Conference. They're a game behind New Orleans, who's 10th place in the play-in. And, like I said, while it was not muted, they are three and a half games out of fourth in the Western Conference, just to let everybody <laughs> know. I want to get everybody up to speed on that. But 29-32 heading into Memphis. Great victory, Joe. 
when you see the team committed to going ahead and at least getting this game close and eventually overtaking Dallas, what do you attribute it to? Because so many times this season we've found ourselves in that third quarter, and at you know for most of the season we've been the worst NBA in the NBA at in the third quarter. What do you address it to as far as is it this new lineup, this new look, a refreshing way to go ahead and approach the third quarter? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, you're not seeing passes to the second row when it matters. You're not seeing somebody talking and getting burned at the same time. Yes, I'm talking about Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. You, you switch those two guys for two players who don't make mental mistakes and actually have enough game to do what needs to get done. We're talking about Vanderbilt who may – I mean I, – I there were times in that second half where I'm like, where the hell is Luca? I, I had forgotten he was in the game. That is amazing skills. So you have the we have the dogs. We have the dogs to sick people on now. Somebody like Luca, somebody with Vanderbilt's determination and his ability. On top of that, Tom said said it best too. It, he gave us 15 points on top of all that? You, 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 you're you're going to win a lot of games if you're a 20, 25-minute guy who can play Doberman defense can give you 15 points of that. You're, if you do the, the analytics on that, I'm sure, especially with AD and LeBron doing their thing. No, 17 you're, boards. Yeah, you're, you're not. 17 rebounds. You, you, this game would have likely been – a little bit more in favor of the Lakers if the idiots, zebras, were involved again. I mean, it's getting exhausting how bad these guys are. It is so exhausting. Point blank misses. And it's just it's just mind-boggling to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. I don't know what the hell they're going to do to fix this. But I'm just happy that the Lakers were mentally focused on not letting it affect them. Let let it affect the fans. Let it affect us. We're we're not involved in the game other than watching it. So that's okay. Now, here's the other thing about the standings. There's a lot that's going to happen this evening according to what's left on the NBA schedule. You have the Timberwolves playing the Warriors. You have the Kings playing the Thunder. You have the Rockets playing the Trailblazers. Now, I don't think the Rockets are going to beat the Trailblazers in Portland. To me, the Warriors, Timberwolves is a—they're both 500 teams that are, you know, kind of that can go in either way. I can and give each of them a half a game loss. That sure. Way, way so we're, we're and then of course Kings are going to be playing the Thunder. I'm going to take a guess that the way the Kings have been playing, maybe they they take that one. If they do, the standings are going to get very interesting. If that happens, now the Thunder are going to lose tonight. Let's say if they if, if they if the Kings who are favorite wins. And then you're going to get a loss from either the Warriors or the Timberwolves. So which, however that game goes, it's going to be good for us. And then, of course, we're a game back behind Pel- the Pelicans. And, whew, man, if the Lakers can somehow beat Memphis in the next game, I think things are then going to really start showing things. I really do. Well, we want the Warriors to lose because they'll have 31 losses then. That means that everybody – that we're competing against, except for the Clippers at 29. The others all have 31. Out of 10 teams, one's at 29, one's at 32, and the others are all at 31. <laughs> Guys, the, the the 13th seed and the 4th seed are only separated by three games in the loss column. Three. 4th seed, the Suns, the Lakers, 13th seed. I mean, three games. If if the Lakers don't have any nobody's major, on, nobody's on a win streak. Everybody is like six and four, four and six, or five and five in the last ten games. Th- this this season, if if by some miracle we can get some competent refs, and the Lakers can somehow avoid any injuries, can you please give us just twenty one games? I mean, we've been dealing with this for what sixty-one games now. Can can you give us a break? Not literally. And if we can just get that luck or whatever good fortune, 
we don't know where the hell that we are. What if we end up being the fourth seed after all? <laughs> They'd have to go on like a 10, 12 game winning streak. But as I tell you, Joe, let's get to 500 first. Well, the point is, the point if, is, if we're 500, it, it, Gerald, there's a good chance that we'll make the play in tournament. Yeah, I understand, but let's, that's why I'm saying let's get to 500 because we will find ourselves well, in the play. Why don't we wait like Jamie says until the end of the year? Not, I don't want to get to 500 at the end of the year. I want to get to 500 we're not discussing, as fast as possible. We're not, we're not discussing the hope of us getting to a certain spot. We're, we're, I'm talking about the absurdity of the fact that the fourth seed and the 13th seed are only separated by three losses. I have never seen this in the NBA. And from that, from that, I mean, guys, there's only 15 teams in each conference. We're the 13th seed right now. <laughs> I just think it's crazy how how much uh, parity there is in the NBA right now, at least in the Western Conference. And I'm just happy they won. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. And Darvin Ham reaffirming that LeBron is doing all right. And then Vanderbilt looked like he, whatever little tweak he had was fine because he played just as good as he played before he got that little tweak and then hopefully D'Angelo Russell gets back in the next game and then we have a little bit more depth a little bit more firing power to to combat that team once again it's the Lakers fast break the Lakers come back from a 27 point deficit to win at (laughs) Dallas on the road 111 to 108 again the Lakers are now right now as we're recording it probably will change like like Joe said but they're in 11th place in the Western Conference one game behind New Orleans which makes Joe and I happy because that's something we've been focusing on three games under 529 to 32, but they're closing in as fast as possible on that 500 mark. And Laker Tom, you noted that, you know, if they get to 500, let's say in the next five games, let's say, or even in the next four games, let's say it's go, they go three and one, you know, they get back four and one, they get back to 500. They will find themselves, squarely in the play-in position and then it's all up from there yeah it's it's interesting the thing i've been looking at is the how teams have done in the last 10 games because obviously if somebody goes seven and three or eight and two or nine and one or something like that they're going to burst out of this little group of 10 teams that are all packed together and um right now the lakers at six and four the six teams above them, nobody is better. There's three of them, four and six, and three of them, five and five. So the Lakers, if they can, if they can take care of Memphis, is going to be a key game. If they can take care of Memphis, then I think that they really have a chance to, to make a run and make a run in enough time so that they don't have to go through the stress of not being able to, let's say, at least be a seven or eight seed where you. You've got two shots at getting a playoff spot. So, you know, you, you're not you're not with your back up against the proverbial wall, if you will. So I think it's really important for the Lakers to to come out Tuesday and, and win that game. That, that's going to be a critical game. If they can do that, I think all of a sudden I, I, I was listening to Doris Burke. I think she was saying that the ESPN analytics experts say the Lakers have about a 10 percent chance of making the playoffs. And at the same time, she was saying they, they have about a 10% chance of winning 16 or 17 of the next 23 games. Well, we've won three, first three of the 23 games. So we got 20 left, you know. I think we can win three-fourths of those 20 games. That would. I, want, I wonder if she was basing that off of where the Lakers were during the during the game when they were down. Well, the, the problem with analytics is you have to, like I did, I did projections for all of the teams. And the way I did the projections was, I took their existing record, how many games they had left, and I multiplied how many games they had left by the winning percentage of the last 10 games and added that to their totals. And when you do that, the Lakers the Lakers end up right on the brink between 10th and 11th. They were actually tied for 10th with two other teams, which means there are three teams tied for the 10th, the last play-in spot. Now, and so analytics is, what analytics can't take into effect is how much different the Lakers roster is right now and what a dramatic difference that is, because they're going to look at some sort of pattern of wins. Maybe if they looked at the last three games, they might find a better way of, if you based how things, how teams were going to finish the rest of the year based on the last three games. Well, we, we talked about it. 
Well, we talked about it, Laker Tom, heading back out of the break, that these first 10 games would be the tough part yep. of the 23 games yep. because they're all against teams fighting yep. for a playoff seed or a playoff spot, period. So Who are directly above us. <laughs> exactly. Once they get over those 10 games, the schedule becomes a lot easier and much more manageable. So if the Lakers come out of it with a 8-2 and two or 7-3, and three, they're right there right around 500 they're right around there they probably the would i think they'd secure a play-in spot yeah but also but again the next 13 games will be a lot easier they can go ahead and move up even faster even better yeah. even more so again if they get through this next what uh eight games now what is really, the what are the tiebreakers gerald do you know i mean I, lakers don't own any of the time well but we can tie we can tie the maps so we play the maps one more time yeah but you gotta remember we, we're playing terrible against the division Right now, we have a horrible record. Uh, our conference record right now is absolutely uh, not that much better right now. I think it, it, you can't determine that right now because they're playing a lot of teams yeah. that they're gonna that are ahead of them right now. The, the only until they the play only, them, we won't know. The only team that we're better right now that's you know fighting for a playoff spot in the conference is Oklahoma City. So that's just to give you an idea who we're right now matched up as far as. But know, I do think we still up. have a we still have a chance with the Mavs. We don't have a chance with the Warriors because they have the advantage over us. When you look at the teams, Phoenix is probably right now. It looks like Phoenix at four is the is a team probably that we can't catch of the teams that are in that twenty nine to thirty two loss bracket. But after that, you know, it, you you got to look at you're looking at Dallas and who's the other team that's in the top six now? Dallas and oh, the Clippers. So those are the two teams. One of those two teams, we're going to have to replace Dallas or the Clippers because I don't think we could catch Phoenix. I just wanted to go ahead and Richard had a uh, I, I don't know. Clippers and, and Phoenix are pretty much the same record. I don't think and, so. And really, it's going to depend on the Lakers going on a winning streak. I'm talking 78 games. Yeah, well, that's games. for sure. We got to win. Yeah. We have to win. We have to win 75% of our games. We have to- if the Lakers, okay, let's say, let's say they win in Memphis, okay, the following game is against Toronto in L.A., which, you know, Toronto's a good team. Then it's New York, New Orleans, Houston. Then you face Dallas again on the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. If they beat Memphis, you have two days off before you face Toronto. Who's playing real well. But, I mean, you got at least guys that can rest up, right? Yep. And... I don't know, man. It could get pretty interesting. Could get pretty interesting if they could just somehow win that game on um, Tuesday. Yeah, well, we can't be coming from behind and we can't be playing three-point games. You know, we these are the games that we 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 allow the refs to be able to control the game or a bad move or an unlucky bounce of the ball. I, I think I think Darwin might have found a consistency here. I, he I, what what angered me about Darvin Ham's coaching in the first quarter wasn't so much the fact that the Lakers were just not being able to do anything. For a moment there, he had AD and LeBron out at the same time, and that just drives me up the wall. I can't understand why he keeps doing that. And as soon as I yelled it, it felt like he never did it again. I don't know why, why it's even a thought. Just always have one of those guys in there. But then, of course... Sicking uh, Vanderbilt on on Luca changed the entire complexion of the game because Luca can is very easily. I, I I think the analogy I use is Luca's very similar to he's the Alonzo Mourning of point guards. You can get under his skin and completely frust, fluster his his mental game, and that's what you have to do to take advantage of these things. If you're not going to be able to beat this guy, then you got to f- play the mental game with him. And the mental game really got to him because Vanderbilt was all up in his rear end. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't even wipe his rear end without Vanderbilt holding it. It's just that's what happened, and that's what changed the game. Why are you laughing, G? No. <laughs> the things you equate to with your analogies, that's for sure. Yeah, it's trying to see if you're paying attention. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, but I'm also trying to answer questions for our Lakers best chance. Good, good. It's, it's, it's his ability – he finally said, I'm not going to keep both off the floor. And I'm going to put a guy on this guy and then have a little bit of a shadow kind of just 
trapping them if you can. I mean, guys, it's, this is what your job is for. It's what you're supposed to do. That's what you look at film for. Do it. You now have the the tools to do it, though. I know it's a lot easier now with the guys like Beasley and Vanderbilt. And I'm just hoping that D'Lo can get back for the Memphis game because I'll feel a hell of a lot better if he's back there because you have a guy that can that can drop 20, 25 points for you and, and maybe allow LeBron to not have to exert as much energy. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers did win 111-108, coming back from a 27-point deficit. Lakers, like I said, are now 29-32, and 32, 11th place as we talk right here in the Western Conference. Will that change by the end of the day? We're not sure, but obviously we'll keep you posted on that every time we go live on the air. May do a show tomorrow night. We'll see. But I do also want to mention that Sean Grice, you guys seem to like and enjoy Magic Man in the Morning with Joe Soro as his first guest. I will tell you, I have talked with Magic Man. He is actually out in Toronto traffic right now, but he did want me to convey to you that his show, Magic Man in the Mornings, right now, as of now, look for it on Friday mornings, 7.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Wanted to let you know it is Magic Man in the Morning on Fridays to start your Friday morning. Lakers talked right there for you and sports talk. So I know he and Joe had a very interesting conversation that went all sorts of different ways. So go ahead and check it out today on the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. But Tom, uh, you are so encouraged by what the team is doing now. So encouraged by the moves and, and obviously the different attitude that's there. I think that's what led the Lakers to such a strong comeback in what was traditionally been their worst quarter of the year. Do you see all these things and mistakes and the things that were happening to the Lakers for the most part subsiding so that they can focus on winning and actually get these things done before let's say, you know, the next five, 10 games really get into the playoff mix. I think the important thing in the end was the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always important how you got the win. You know, did you play well? Were you just lucky? Were you hanging on? But a game like this where you came back from such phenomenal odds and where the coach basically was, absolutely right by telling you you just got to stick in there and keep doing the same things their shots will stop falling and your shots will start falling so i think it gives them a lot of confidence but i hope it also gives them a little bit of a warning that these are not games that you usually pull out you know even against poor teams these are games that you usually write off and flush you know and if we're going to finish 17 out of 23 that means we got six losses that we can afford, you know, and it's, it's kind of like once you hit that six losses, if you hit the seventh loss, you're probably in the play. And if you hit the eighth loss, well, you might be hanging on to a seven or eight spot. You hit the ninth loss. You're probably now at 10th or 11th. I could have told, totally helped you guys out there, but it was fun watching you stumble. I know. Absolutely. What's a winner rye? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time since. How old are your kids, Joe? Uh, nine and twelve. So, see, you got this math stuff still, but it's been fifty years since I had to answer these questions. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, it's the Lakers again. Twenty-one <laughs> games to go. Need to win all of them. Zangerstein, you have the right idea. You have that Laker Tom enthusiasm right there for you. Truly appreciate it. You guys have been awesome in the world's best Lakers chat room. That's right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Before we head on out, guys, because I know Sovereign loves mm-hmm. me saying that. Wanted to go ahead and ask you, Joe, what do they need to focus on this week? Obviously, keep staying healthy. These ankles just may just keep just right like an epidemic. One gets an ankle injury. Another gets an ankle injury. To me, it's just as long as we can keep the guys on the floor, they have every chance of winning all these games. 
I don't know what what is going on here. I mean, is it? Do we have the weakest ankle generation of ankles in the history of life? Well, with Dilo, it was such a fluke play. It was even they weren't even. I mean, I, I rolled my ankle like that. I rolled my my ankle rolled like that three weeks ago. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. My old. There's one thing, guys. That's it. Honestly, there's one thing we need to pray for: health. Yeah. That's it. This team is set perfectly for what it needs to do. Talent wise, superstar wise, defensive, like it's got it. Like it's getting it. Please. Just can we go a game, just one game without an ankle injury? But we got our first back to backs coming up Tuesday and Wednesday on the road. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say other than that's now LeBron it, guys. has said LeBron Darwin has said. said that everybody was gonna play unless they were injured. LeBron had said he was going to play all those games. Do you think that's gonna be the case, Joe? I think he has to play. <sighs> Gotta play against Memphis. Here's 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 the here when Delo's on, I know he hasn't there's not a lot of sample size here but it seems like he hasn't played a lot of minutes when Delo's playing tonight he played 37 minutes if Delo was playing tonight I don't think he would have played 37 minutes I think he would have played like 30 minutes 32 minutes let's say so we need Delo back to preserve LeBron now I saw a video of Kobe discussing load management he was on ESPN this is 2018 I think and he had mentioned that during games, if you have the right setup, you can rest as the game is going on. And we, because we're so by the second in terms of our comprehension, when you see LeBron kind of coast a little bit, you get angry. Why is he coasting? Why is he? Well, guys, he's preserving himself. For those of you who don't know this, Michael Jordan was notorious for not really doing anything in the first quarter of games. He let his team get involved. He let Luke Longley make a couple of 15-footers. He'd give uh, Rodman maybe a couple of, you know, passes by the by the hoop and get a dunk. He'd let the team kind of get themselves in a, in a team rhythm, and then, that's, and then he'd strike. That's what we kind of need to do here with LeBron. We can't afford to sit him unless it's obviously in the next two weeks, let's say we go on a 10-game winning streak and you want to sit him for a Oklahoma City game. Okay, I, I sort of buy that one. But at this point, you can't sit him for the Memphis game and you need D'Lo. And then that's where let's see if we can get LeBron a lot of rest since you have two ball-handling guys now and one of them can score 20-25 points if you need them to. I mean, Schroeder can too, but you know, D'Lo has is, is got a little bit more of a smoother game. So, health, number one. I don't think AD is going to be non-AD the rest of the way. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm, I'm Call me naive, but I think he's locked in. LeBron is always locked in when he's on, and it looks like the young guys have something to play for besides playoffs, so you know that the motivation is going to be there. Health, health, and health. And Darvin Ham showed me the best coaching of the season tonight, today, depending on where you live. Tonight was his best coached game after we were lambasting him after the first. So I don't know if he heard us or he finally realized or somebody told him, dude, Darvin, you got to stop doing this and do this. I don't know, but it worked. So good for him. One of the last things I want to mention, uh, Laker Tom, I guess uh, Mo Bamba, the watch has already started as far as the dissatisfactions there. I think you're, you're going to see this kid all over the place. I don't think he's going to give you consistent minutes. He's going to look great one day, and then the next he's just going to be, you know, three, four fouls and out. Your thoughts on Mo Bamba? I know people are asking for a little bit more solidification as a backup center, but I think with Mo Bamba, you see the potentials there, but it looks great on paper, but the execution, like I've seen over the course of this year with Orlando, is just not there as of yet. I think it's just a single game. I think I think that Mo's got a perfect role on this team, and uh, I think that he's 
he's going to be valuable during the, the final 21 games. We're going to see a lot of times when it'll be rim protection, it'll be extremely important because combined with AD, he can give us, you know, 48 minutes with a rim protection in every single game um, and shooting the threes, 40% three point shooter on three and a half threes a game at, and almost every one of those threes basically comes from, from a pick and pop at the top of the key. He's very good at that spot. So, you know, we have a deep team. We have a 10 deep team. Probably I would stop it there. And I think that that's what we're going to see. Um, Hachimura did not have a great game today, but he had a great game in the last game. Um, and Baba had a great game in the last game. So, I, you know, the, the thing you got to remember is that we've upgraded our roster and, and those guys are now the ninth and 10th guys on the rotation. You know, they're not, they're not the three, four, five, six, seven guys on the rotation anymore because we brought in three guys in, in the trade, you know, with uh, D'Lo, Beasley, and Vanderbilt, who basically are starting. And so all of a sudden, you get pushed back. Um, and Achimura really is basically not a great starter, but he can be a great second uh, or backup for LeBron, for example. And the same thing that uh, with uh, Bamba, he can be a great backup for AD. And it, those are two things that we didn't have last year, quality backups for our two superstars. Um, I feel a lot better if we have to play without one of those two guys, which we might at, for a game here or there um, at worst, you know, I, I, I would hope. Um, and, and I think we've got guys who are quality on it. So I, I'm, I, you know, I don't see the nitpicking of picking out who's the guy who didn't perform on one game and so forth. You know, let's, let's see what happens when we take a look at the three games together, who's played well and who hasn't played well. Um, and as we stretch this thing out, I think, I think that we have a shot at, at being able to, you know, win eight or nine out of the next, out of the first 10 games that we're playing out here. If we can do that, we will separate or we'll start to separate ourselves from a lot of the other teams. Eduardo, I I'm, I'm liking where your, your head's at. I think, like you said, if Mo can stay out of foul trouble, he can rebound consistently hit one or two threes and force bad shots. Uh, you know, I think he'll be solid. That's what you're asking for him. You don't asking for a whole lot from him. But if he can start to do that and just stay out of foul trouble, first and foremost, I think that's the key for him because so far in his Lakers tenure, we found two of the games already where he's really gotten himself quickly into foul trouble. But if he can avoid that, he can be a positive for this Lakers team. Well, none of, none of the none of the nobody on the bench played well today. Yeah, they I all had negative numbers. Here's a couple of interesting. There's one interesting stat nobody has mentioned before, but. I don't ever remember a Lakers starting lineup with all single digit starters. This is the first time I've ever seen that. You only need one hand to identify all of the Lakers starters, you know, if you're a rep. But at any rate, the other thing is they all had positive numbers, at least to zero. And, and three, four guys had, you know, mid 15, 15 to 17 uh, on plus minuses. So the other day we won because the bench came through with like 68 points. This time we won because the starters really play great. Hopefully what we want to see is the starters play great and the bench come in and really feast. Those are the games there that we saw where LeBron and AD played under 30 minutes and we got to have a garbage fourth quarter and everybody got to have a little bit of fun. So I, I'm hoping that once we get past Memphis that we can see some of those games in, in the next six or seven games that we've got against those teams. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Oh, by the way, Sticks actually didn't even show up on YouTube. I actually just came to me, so I'm the only one that actually saw that comment you made. The Lakers do win 111 to 108. Joe, uh, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Going to be watching the games tonight, clearly. I want to see where this ends up by tonight. I hope we see another 176 to 175 games. That was I, fun to watch, especially with the basketball. Clippers. This basketball. I'm did you watch that game? I did. You know, I started watching. My wife and I started watching it, and after the first quarter, after Russ was doing okay and so forth, I I just turned it off, and then uh, I said I'll, I'll watch it later, and we switched over to a movie. Great game, man. And also the Clippers lost, and Russell yep. Westbrook. 
You know, people are saying, oh, yeah, 17 points and 14 assists. They didn't see his seven turnovers, six fouls. And one loss. Seven turnovers. And 87 and points. Well, the, the guards that were matched up against him scored 87 points on him. Just thought I'd mention that. But, Joe, I'm sorry. Go ahead, my friend. 87 me. points? But, uh, Monk had 42 and Fox had 45, if I'm not mistaken. So, you tell I, me. I, I can't reiterate enough how nice it was to not – see bad play at the end of the game but he scored I, 17 and and practically five quarters 10 percent of their offense mm, that's nice <laughs> anyways you know it's that same trap it is like it's it's as old as a honey trap man. i'm not i'm not gonna I'm, I'm just hoping lure that. you in lure you in with superstar plays and great effort and so forth and get you be thinking Hey, it's okay. Russ can do it. Nobody else can do what Russ is doing. And he's starting. He's starting. And then he chokes at the end, and you lose the game. It would be quite poetic. What's going to happen? If we play the Clippers next and we beat them. And then, of course, I want to lay a nice smack down on Chicago so that the buffoon over Once. there can, right. can go. Yeah, so that buffoon can go do whatever it is that he doesn't do somewhere else. The The Lakers right now need to find some kind of remedy for these knickknack injuries so that they can finish the season off the, as, as well as they can and shock the world. That's Absolutely. it. There's this, I said this in the last show there there is no other place to go here other than winning it all. You saw the odds, my friend. There, the odds for the Lakers to get in the playoff mix uh, was. Yeah, I didn't see anything better. There's nothing else. I, I don't. If I, if you ask me, if they're going to win it all, no. At this point, no. I'm, I'm, that's a definite no. But there is no other way this can go. Either they win it all, or they don't. Either they win it, or it's a failure. This team can't fail below winning it all. And. Because of this unprecedented, at least from my lifetime, unprecedented column of wins and losses between the fourth seed through the thirteenth seed, I mean, you're this is just nuts. I have never seen it like this. I've seen the one to eight seed be pretty close. You know, you've you've I've seen fifty win teams in the top eight, but I've never seen almost an entire standings except for a couple teams virtually be right there from a fourth seat to a 13th seat is only separated by three games, three losses. That's nuts. That's yep. nuts. I've never seen it. All, all the Lakers, all the Lakers have to do is turn on a winning streak here, like the Milwaukee bucks and who knows what's going to happen. So we're going to have to let this play out the next 21 games. And we're going to go through our ebb and flows of our, commentary i think a lot of that is due to entertainment purposes but when you sit back and you analyze it it's kind of childish right we were sitting there ready to tell darvin ham to throw himself out in the river but within <laughs> within like 45 minutes he turned into a, a very good coach <laughs> i got some nasty i could just tell you in that first half i got some nasty messages about ham about his coaching and yeah rotations and, 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 all and that. again we're commentating on bad decisions this isn't being unreasonable why are you sitting lebron and ad at the same time why are you not putting someone on luca that can fluster him well apparently he heard it needs he did it so good thank you for that's doing what that. i got scared uh you know late in that fourth quarter when vanderbilt got the switch uh or actually luca got the switch and had Schroeder on him, Laker Tom. And I, yeah. I was worried that, you know, and I'm like, Vanderbilt, get back. Or Brown. Get back. Troy Brown also did a terrible job on him. Oh, he was, he was, uh, Troy Brown was not playing well Troy tonight. Gets, too. Troy just can't seem to stay in front of guys on defense. Yeah. And he makes bad decisions. It was almost like watching Ingles at the end well, of he, that. He's a shooter first, you know. Yeah, Ingles at the end of that Milwaukee game before the Lakers game started. My God, that guy did everything possible to <laughs> give Phoenix a chance to win the game. And those are the type of things that just my, that are mind-boggling on why, why I think there needs to be more practicing of these end-of-the-game plays. End-of-the-game plays. 
They ought to extend um, the season two they, weeks, eliminate the back-to-backs, well, build in practices for every team for the whole year. There, there needs to be something where if they're worried about these injuries, if they're worried about bad basketball, I mean, I, I, I would like to think that there's time where you can teach the team how to handle a last-second shot or a shot where you're up four and there's 12 seconds left. Like, I feel like what's what's where's the training in that? I think it's time to train your guys to know how to not every foul. Team, every team has every team has a little big board of, of of the plays for all of these situations, and and occasionally they'll practice those plays. You know, they're not drawn up in the huddle at the end of the game, man. You you lay you lay those plays out as a coach, for, and and you practice what to do. What do you do if you got twenty four seconds left? What if you do if you got ten seconds left? If the score is this, if the score is that. Um, so. I mean, you're sitting around, they're sitting around doing these shoot-arounds, Yeah, well, right? the problem is half the time the play is get the ball to LeBron and clear out. Get the ball to AD and clear out. That's know? fine. I, That's fine. I, I don't mind that. So crap at the yeah. end of the game. If I, if I dislike anything, it's going ISO at the end of a game, man. I haven't heard you say that. Oh, wait, I have for three years now. <laughs> that, that open three should never happen. But the problem is, just like angles and, and the angles in the last in the, in the Milwaukee game. What do you? Why are you fouling Booker? Why are you so I close to him? Just disaster. I, I, you know what? You know one thing interesting that just jumped into my mind is when I was watching LeBron in the fourth quarter after he hurt himself. You'll notice that rather than going for that push off fadeaway one footed shot, what he did was step through to the rim. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to see from the power forward LeBron James as he gets less and less athletic because great footwork underneath when you've got 260 pounds and, and his muscle and his his low center of gravity, he, he can score easily that way that he was doing tonight. That's that's really a crafty. You know, he he got injured and basically he adjusted his game. He said, I'm not going to I'm not going to go for the athletic stuff. I'm just going to be Mr. Bullyball underneath. And he basically, he did that step-in move for like three or four layups in a row that was just terrific. He's a force when you get it late in the game like that. Um, and the thing that I love most about it tonight is that I didn't see LeBron or AD settle for anything other than a move that they've practiced hundreds of times a day, you know, to get right. You know, this step here and boom and then a fadeaway shot. Those were clutch shots down the stretch, you know, and even though they were ISO shots, you know, I, I, I still, I still wish we would just be, and, and I think the Delo brings a lot of that to the lineup when he's in there, which is a, a multi-threat offense that, you know, when you got another guy who's a 20 point per game scorer who shoots 38% from three and who can get his shot in the key, who can get that little 12 foot, you know, fade away in the key anytime he wants it. Those have become, those have become the shots now that are, are really the game winning shots. They're the guys that, that Booker hits. Those are the shots that Booker hits. Those are the shots that Middleton hits. And so, you know, I I feel good and comfortable without the way that we're developing. We just need to, you know, the big step is if can we, I'd love to see us blow out the next two games and and not have to stress, but I have a hunch that they're both going to be, they're both going to be nail biters right down to the end. And hopefully we can come out with a couple of wins and come back to Staples with, you know, a five and old record, five, five game win streak. That would be great to, to head back to Staples after the Tuesday and Wednesday games, start the weekend, you know, with a five game win streak on our belt. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win one eleven and one Oh eight and a great 27 point comeback. The Lakers are now Firmly entrenched right there, just ready to go ahead and poke through into the play-in mix. They can do it this week. Can they? We'll go ahead and keep you updated. We do have our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch parties for Tuesday and Wednesday coming up. You got to make sure you're there because Joe was sensational. Nick was sensational. FL24, j Mix. Alex was there, a new viewer. Appreciate him being part of it. He got to witness the Joe sorrow experience right there at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break but just a tremendous time indeed 
Joe, you feel like talking about the NBA, what the Lakers can go ahead and do for this week on Monday's show as an NBA observations? You feel up to it? No? No? I bet you Sean does, though. I bet you Sean getting out of Toronto traffic because he did message me. He was in Toronto traffic. The guy who will be hosting Magic Man in the morning on Friday morning. So I'll that was a joke, you. everyone. Okay. Well, I'm not sure when it comes but to I, you. I can trick. I always can always trick Gerald. He always takes me too seriously. Um, it's the Joe Soro experience right there. Absolutely. Spotify will get a hold of you next. But do appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. We will be back definitely on Tuesday for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch party. And also, of course, the post game right here. Please go ahead and like and subscribe. We do need more subscribers. We're almost at 500 subscribers, so we truly appreciate it. It is the best Lakers chat room that's out there. We're hoping we can come on tomorrow, but we're looking forward to a great week. And it all starts with you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.